Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. One of the true joys of cruising past 50 is that your doctor is going to tell you that a guy your age needs to get a colonoscopy. And so it begins. Your life where you are just like a junkie. You have to have it. You wish you could quit. You try to hide it from others. When you do it, you lose consciousness and you eventually wake up less than half dressed and some guy you just met is framing you with pictures. My first encounter with the big C was sometime after my 50th birthday. I had to get a prescription for a laxative to clean me out. No eating after about four that afternoon the night before the big C happens. And you really can't drink anything except this gallon of stuff they sell you at the pharmacy that was prescribed for your preparation for the main event. And this gallon of stuff you have to drink like 16 ounces every half hour or something like that. And the first drink is enough to gag a maggot. It's the nastiest stuff man has ever produced. It is definitely the worst tasting stuff that pharmacist could ever concoct. He must just laugh and laugh when some poor unsuspecting soul leaves the drugstore carrying their gallon jug of preparation. Well, I'm not gonna say preparation H, but you know what I mean? That prep drink prepping you out and your life will never be the same. Now you're up all night after you drink that stuff. It takes a couple hours at 16 ounces of a whack. And then you're up all night sitting on the Johnny because if you didn't puke, you're doing it the other way. You're emptying out, man. You are emptying not only your stomach, but your bowels and your intestines. They're going to be clean as a whistle by the time you go to the place where you get the big colonoscopy in the morning. If you're lucky, you won't have to get another colonoscopy for 10 years. And if you're not that lucky, but not unlucky enough to uh, have something wrong with you, if you're not lucky, but you might have a polyp or two, they cut that out of you to do a biopsy, but you'll have to see them in another three to five years. Well, over the years, I've learned about different laxatives that you have to take. You do not need to take that gallon of crap that they force feed you and make you drink with the lights glaring on you and the bad guys going, you must drink the stuff. You must drink the stuff. You have to drink the stuff. You're going, please, no, please, no, please, no. Has anybody heard Peter Noon, you know, Herman from Herman's Hermits on Sirius 60s station? He's the guest disc jockey there every Saturday afternoon, I believe it is. 
and he's on for a couple hours and he tells these wild crazy stories in that English Cockney accent of his and he goes on and on and on and on and on and that's what I just reminded myself of. You must drink the stuff. I can't drink the stuff. You must drink the stuff. I can't drink the stuff. Help me. Help me. All that stuff. Well, it sounds like old Peter Noon. Mrs. Brown, he knew she had a lovely daughter. That's a fact. Okay, where was I? Hold on. Bear with me. I've got to find my place. I lost my place. I was waving my arms and standing up and kind of holding my head and carried on and on and on and on and on. Well, over the years, I've had several colonoscopies. Got kind of choked up there talking about it. And I have had polyps taken off, and so I get to go back, you know, every three to five years. And it's something I do not look forward to. And I just thought, just in the last few months, that they had forgotten about me. I lose track of when I go, basically because my insurance pays for everything, so I really have no record of it financially. And I do have pictures, though. But they called me here a while back. And so I, you know, gave them my little prepared speech about I don't want to drink that gallon of nasty stuff. And they tell you it's like anything. There's more than one way to do anything. And so this last time they said, well, just drop by the office and we'll give you some stuff that you just, you just have to drink 12 ounces of it or something, something very simple. You don't have to try to chug down a gallon, even if it be a gallon of something you liked. A gallon is a whole lot of stuff. And when it's just terrible, nasty, it's more than just a little bit. It's just too much. So I went in there and they gave me my stuff. And the night before, I, I drank it. It was fine. I did my due diligence in the bathroom most of the evening, half the night, sitting there thinking that, your insides are going to come out of you. Can I say pooping? It's not really even pooping. I don't know what it is. It's just sitting there. If you ever taken a laxative like that, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't and you're over 50, I would strongly suggest you ask your doctor for a referral to a good colonoscopy guy. I forget what they're called. I should have looked that up. They've got a fancy $3 word for it. Anyway, this time I go and I asked him, I said, the thing that you sent me did not list my doctor. And they said, that's because your doctor has retired. We've got this new guy and he's got your case now and he's a nice guy and everything. Well, okay. So they take you back there and there's always all these women nurses working around. Hardly any guys, I don't know. And you have to strip down and put on this hospital gown, you know, the one that's open in the back, and you're all naked all the way, and you know what's going to happen to you, and it's no fun whatsoever, and it's embarrassing, and it's quite unsettling, and it's something I don't think you ever get used to. But anyway, this time I just got new hearing aids in the last few months, and my new hearing aids have Bluetooth on them now so I can control everything on my phone like the sound and the volume and if there's too much room noise I can take that out of there and all that stuff 
these things are pretty advanced anymore. Anyway, so I was telling the nurses about that and I was having a hard time and they, they said, well, do you want to leave them in during the procedure? I said, no, I want to take them out. Uh, but uh, they said, well, why don't you leave them in while, while the doctor comes and tells you a little thing that's going to go on and then you can take them out. Well, he came in and I could not hear him. So I was on my phone trying to adjust uh, my app so it was a little louder and I could pick up on his voice better so I could understand what the heck so I could understand what the heck he was talking about. And anyway, he got angry at me. He said, can't you just listen to me for a minute instead of being on your phone? And so the nurses tried to intervene saying, he's just trying to hear you. It's his app and everything. He acted like he's all mad at me. Now, you don't want the guy that's going to go prodding inside you from your backside with who knows what besides cameras and little saws that cut off polyps being mad at you 10 minutes before you go in for your procedure. So now I'm freaking out thinking this guy's going to get some kind of revenge on me because I didn't listen to him while he was trying to mumble to me what the heck he was going to do to me while I was in dreamland. And the nurses, uh, thank God for nurses in this world. Anyway, so I go in and the anesthesiologist was nice and everything. And I, I go out and if you've never had one of these, this is the best sleep you'll ever have. One time they told me they give me the same stuff that Michael Jackson overdosed and died on. He was so addicted to it because it just makes you sleep so nicely. It is wonderful. The problem is, though, afterwards they kind of wake you up. You could keep sleeping and, oh man, I have never had something that makes me sleep so well in my life. So now, okay, and your wife's looking at you because you have to have your wife there to drive you home. And she's looking at you. And where was she when the doctor was yelling at me? She was nowhere to be found. But the nurses give you some kind of juice. And I always ask for pineapple. It's the only time I ever drink pineapple juice is after my colonoscopy. It's weird, I know. But I can't drink pineapple juice today. It'll remind me of that. So that's my little treat after colonoscopy and then they want to get you, get you out because this little factory, they've got all kinds of old farts out there just waiting to get in and have the doctor yell at them about their hearing aids too. So then they escort you to your car, make sure you don't fall because you're still pretty groggy and the wife drives you home and maybe she'll stop and get you a milkshake or something and she's nice to you and you know, that's nice. And it doesn't really hurt. And you have pictures, you know. And you ask your wife, can I show these to my buddies? No, you can't show those to your buddies. What, have you lost your mind? And all that stuff. Well, that's my story and mine. Sticking to it. Now for the top 10, 55 years ago. That is the top 10 pop songs this week in 1967. Number 10, Jimmy Mack, Martha and the Vandellas. Number 9, Bernadette, The Four Tops. Number 8, The Happening, The Supreme. Number 7 by Petula Clark, This Is My Song. Number 6, Western Union. 
the five Americans. Number five, I Think We're Alone Now by Tommy James and the Shondells. Number four, Sweet Soul Music, Arthur Conley. Number three by the Turtles, Happy Together. Number two, A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You, The Monkees. And the number one song this week in 1967 by Nancy Sinatra and Frank Sinatra for the third week in a row. It'll be number one for four weeks in a row when it's all said and done. Something Stupid. Like saying something stupid like I love you. As much as I make fun of myself having a colonoscopy, and if you've had one, which I believe some of you may have had by now, you'll probably understand exactly what I was talking about. But it's really not a joke. I would highly encourage you to get one. Your colon is translated to your large intestine. And apparently colon cancer is prevalent enough that your doctor will highly recommend you getting a colonoscopy after the age of 50. Don't be afraid of it. The worst part is the laxative the night before. And I am positive you can choke that down and get through the prep work and go a little hungry for a while so that the doctor can do his work and take good care of you. I'm sure I'll build a rapport with this guy because I'll see him probably every five years until I just get old and cranky enough that saying, I don't care what happens, I'm not going to get one of them there colonoscopies anymore. I don't like drinking that stuff and yada, yada, yada. Okay, old man, do what you want. Thank you. I'll do what I want. I don't want to turn into Herman. Thank you for riding along. It's always nice to have the company. Being kind in this life is a very high calling. Always be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. We're going to put this little mask on you and count backwards from 100. Now don't be scared. It's not going to hurt a bit. 100, 99, 98, 97, 